What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm your host, Howard Bender. With me, Adam Ronis. Adam, happy, uh, well, it's Wednesday night for us, but uh, happy post-week three free agent bidding bidamageddon. I mean, is that really where we're at? Um, you and I were just talking before the show, talking about bids that we're seeing, crazy high bids on these players. I'm seeing it everywhere. Like, people are going bonkers. Not as bonkers as what you told me. Go ahead, just tell the public what you just told me. Yeah, I'm in a NFFC online championship. In my league, Devonta Freeman went for 807. The runner-up was 258. Mike Davis went for 750. The runner-up was 458. Dion Lewis went for 458. Runner-up 168. Dalton Schultz went for 243. Runner-up 176. In another league uh, that Chris Vaccaro plays in, he said Schultz went for 908 in his league. This is not a tight end premium league. Uh, so some insane bids tonight. And then I saw uh, some other um, – let me find it there that uh, I saw Nelson Sousa, who's a high stakes player. He tweeted out Freeman bids in his league, 789, 645, 789, Deion Lewis, 400, 789, 503. Uh, and I said, I wouldn't even pay half that amount for those guys. That is crazy. So I do uh, an industry league with the guys from the huddle, you know, the old KFFL yes. guys. Mike Davis for 400, Devonta Freeman 321, Daryl Henderson 320, Keelan Cole 295, Drew Sample 205. And then look at this, Adam Humphreys for a bargain 150, Dalton Schultz 86. Crazy, man. Crazy. Like, all right, let's let's talk about that for a second. Let's let's talk about budgeting because I get when you lose a guy like McCaffrey or Barkley and you don't have the depth or you're really not confident in the depth, then then you have to be aggressive if you if you want to land the guy. But I mean, at what point do you say I have to be aggressive versus I'm going to use up 70% of my budget here in week three for Mike Davis, who, you know, going to have the job until McCaffrey comes back which is four to six weeks. And then you've got Devonta Freeman, who, what, he's played 16 games in two years. He's been on the decline for three, out for most of one of those seasons. Not in game shape. We talked about this on yesterday's podcast episode. Um, like, how do you, I mean, where do you draw the line at some of these? Yeah, it really depends on team needs. I will say there is a league I'm playing in where I'm kind of desperate. It's a 14-team league, so uh, I am going to be spending uh, not 75%, but about 50% because I, I need an RB2. I started Chase Edmonds last week. I can't continue to do that. So in my situation, it's dire. I mean, looking at the team here that's spent on Mike Davis and the NFFC, he's got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, Devin Singletary, Antonio Gibson. Um, I don't think there was an absolute need to go that high, uh, you know, and, and receiver Tyree kill DK Metcalf, Jerry Judy. It's not a bad team. Cam Newton, a quarterback. Did you really need to spend that money on Mike Davis in this situation? I'd say no. Now, if you're someone that has Christian McCaffrey and maybe you have, 
another running back that's hurt and you really don't have a, a starter. Maybe you had Cam Akers and he's banged up and maybe you had Philip Lindsay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you kind of need someone this week, but, and, and, and that's where you have to look at it. And the thing is to, these are leagues with 20 roster spots. There really isn't a lot on waivers. So some people believe, you know what, I'm going to spend heavy early. Uh, even if Mike Davis is the starter for four weeks and McCaffrey comes back, you know what? I got someone that we think is going to get the bulk of touches in an offense where they'll be playing from behind. This is PPR and he catches passes. So, uh, and, and some people do have the mentality, you know what? I'm going to spend most of my money early because if I do land that impact player, it could help me the rest of the year or maybe half the year. And then you really have to be diligent with your budget because if you get a couple more injuries, uh, you really can't, can't go and get the guy you want. So, I typically don't spend that much, uh, definitely not 75% early. Uh, you know, look, we can go back to two years ago where it really worked out with Philip Lindsay. And even then, in the one league I got him, I spent like 250 So, you know, about yeah, 25%. And it worked out because he was clearly a starter for the whole year and helped me win a championship. Uh, but I don't think Philip Lindsay, what he did two years ago, I don't think we have a guy that's available this week that I see having that value for the entire year. And that's, that's the thing. Like, that's what it's all about. I mean, if they said to, that McCaffrey six to eight weeks, and then we'll see what happens, but to put the four to six weeks on it and, and, you know, be relatively firm about what the, the, the nature of the in, in injury is and, and what the expectations are, you know, he's coming back. So yeah. So Mike Davis isn't there. I think if you're if you're two and zero and you have depth at your at you know at, at your position at, at running back and you're covered, you know then you take a shot at Devonta Freeman and just see what happens there. But you know you don't go seventy percent of the budget on on him. So I, I'm with you. There's not a single guy out there, uh, for, at least at the running back position. You could say Daryl Henderson, Jeff Wilson. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, none of these guys are the guys who are going to... And I'd rather bid on those guys, by the way. Oh, I'd I mean, rather, I'd rather bid on cheaper. Jeff Wilson and get him oh, cheap. Oh, yeah, I got I got Wilson in a couple leagues. I got him in my home league for cheap. I did get him in this NFC. Let me just check the price. It was definitely below $100. Um, I got him for $89. And the runner-up was 73 And I had Barkley in this league. You know what I'm saying? So I had Barkley and I still didn't go crazy on any of those guys. I said, all right, I'll take Wilson for 89. Uh, it sounds like he's going to have a role this week. We know Tevin Coleman is out. Sounds like Mostert's going to miss a couple weeks. And yeah, I actually have McKinnon on this team, too. So I don't think I could start both. Uh, I lean towards McKinnon this week, but uh, I don't think they want to overwork McKinnon since health has been a factor. He's looked good so far. We know he can catch passes and He's going against the Giants this week, uh, but they also are concerned about that turf at MetLife. So, uh, and they've already mentioned Wilson could see a good amount of playing time this week. But yeah. that would be that would be the guy I prefer because you can get him for cheaper, uh, and especially for at least you know a couple weeks, you know that he's going to get some uh, some work. I'm I'm an, I'm hundred percent in agreement with you here, I, and and I'm, it's funny, you know. I looked at the same thing, and said that you know none of these guys really enticed me. Now, mo you know the the in the two leagues that I had Saquon Barkley, 
you know, I, I it was I did the same thing. I went cheap there at the running back position, and we'll just see what happens. But you know, in in those two leagues, I also have in one I've got Josh Kelly on the bench, and in the other I've got Antonio Gibson on the bench. So for me, you know, it's like let me go and get the cheap guy and see what I can do. I still have myself covered, but you know, let me turn around and let me look at some of the uh, some of the wide receivers who are still out there. And how about the two tight ends? You know, I mean, it's really weird how deep the tight end position is starting to get, but I, I have more, I have more faith in Drew Sample and Dalton Schultz being a worthwhile start uh, at the tight end position than I do any of those running backs. Um, and I'd rather look at like a, like a Zach Pascal or a, or a Keelan Cole. Uh, then, then to take, you know, then to go overspend on some of these guys. I just, I do, I find it, I find it a little, a little nuts, but you know, like where's the, you know, where's, where's the foresight? Like, where's the foresight to know that you're, you're get you're, you're, you're spending too much money on a guy who won't hold the job all year. I guess some people get aggressive and desperate and that's why they do it. Uh, I, I don't, I don't see how you could spend 458 on Dion Lewis. Yeah, oh, I mean, that's yeah, that's horrible. That's yeah, it's horrible. ridiculous. There's like no path to we look. The Titans didn't bring him back because they thought he was done, and the Giants clearly don't think he's going to be a guy they can count on because they brought in Freeman. And if you watch Lewis, you see it. He's just not what he was. So I don't know how you spend that much there. Uh, the the receiver I also like that's available is KJ Hamler. I mean, he's going to see a big role now. I understand the offense is not great and Locke's not there, but Hamler's set up to be in a big role with Cortland Sutton out. Yeah, you know, Hamler's going to be something. But, you know, again, then you've got Driscoll and, you know, I mean, are, are you really, you know, what we're seeing with like the Raiders is that they're, you know, they're they're more in on using Darren Waller and running the ball with Josh Jacobs uh, because they don't really trust the the young outside receivers very much, and so what are we gonna? We're gonna Judy's banged up, and Hamler is uh, is a rookie. I mean, so you know, how much are we, you know, really looking to invest there? Uh, he's cheaper. He went for seventy seven. Sure, no, no, no. He's cheaper. Absolutely. Again, these are the guys who I'm looking at, like very much on the cheap. I have no desire. Uh, I just I, I think that it's just kind of funny that everybody's uh, jumping so quickly uh, at a number of these guys. Um, let me ask you, let's say everything processes the the guys everybody's been going for spend stupid money. You get outbid on everything there. Like what, what what's your what's your plan if that happens? Well, it, if it depends on what your situation is. Some of these leagues, I don't need these guys that bad, and I'm putting in bids because I obviously don't want them to go for nothing, and it's bench depth. Uh, so, you know, I'll talk to me after one of the leagues runs where I told you I have Chase Edmonds and I get no one, and I'll probably just bury my head in the sand. Uh, no, I'll just have to pick someone else up or, or that – that I didn't get, uh, but it's a 14 team league. There's not a lot there. I mean, am I got to stuck picking up Rex Burkhead for a dollar? I might, uh, <laughs> you know, but that's a 14 team league, you know, a 12 team league, you know, again, the, the, these leagues we're talking about too are 20 roster spots. A lot of people do not play in leagues with that much depth. They usually have 16 roster spots. So you should be able to find someone. 
Uh, I know I had someone reach out to me and they were all panicking because they lost Barkley. I'm like, don't worry, relax, you'll find someone. And I mentioned Wilson and they were happy. They got like Wilson and Mike Davis and they're all excited now. So in, in casual leagues, you'll be able to figure it out in the deeper leagues. If you miss out, then it could be rough. But, uh, you know, Jeffrey Wilson was definitely one of the guys that I was looking for, uh, on the lower end, I mean, someone picked up LaMichael Pirine. I don't think that's going to work out right away, but he might get an opportunity whenever he's ready to play. But it's the Jets' offense. Um, all right. Uh, before we continue and uh, and take a look at the, the Thursday night football game, uh, let's give a shout-out to our sponsors, Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, what's up, Monkey Knife Fight? Thanks for being you. And you guys should be playing DFS on Monkey Knife Fight. The prop games are absolutely outstanding. Sean Mitchell doing uh, great articles uh, every Friday uh, for the weekend for the uh, NFL games on Sunday. Uh, so you're going to want to check that out over at fantasyalarm.com. Uh, and I, yeah, so we'll tell you why to play right now. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, Adam, let's take a look at Thursday night's action <laughs> Jacksonville, Miami. It's the Battle of Florida. Uh, it is the beard versus the mustache. Uh, it is two teams who, well, one of them was expected to uh, tank for Trevor Lawrence this year. Last year's tank for Tua. Uh, they didn't even have to tank. They actually turned around and ended up winning six games. Uh, thoughts on, on Jacksonville, Miami um, from a fantasy standpoint. And then... And we'll take a look at the uh, the the forty eight over under and the three point spread. The Jags are favorites. Yeah, I like Gardner Minshew in this game. You know, he's someone that I'm going to be using uh, in a league or two this week. Uh, he's played very well. Uh, I like Robinson at running back. He's getting most of the touches at this point and catching the football as well. They've talked him up, so I think he's someone you could use. We'll have to see about DJ Chark. Looks like he's questionable uh, with this rib injury. Uh, So I think he plays, but you're going to have to wait it out. I have him in a few leagues, too. And I know he's been disappointed because I think what happened is we all expected Jacksonville to be really bad playing from behind. And Chark would get a lot of targets. And that hasn't happened. You know, they have the... 
been competitive in these games and have run the ball well too. And obviously won in week one. Uh, but I would go back to Chark if he plays. If not, I think LaVisca Chenault, who they've been given some carries to and getting the ball in his hands, becomes an even better play. Uh, and Keelan Cole, you would look at both those guys. Uh, on the Miami side, uh, I think you could play Devontae Parker, who had a good game last week. Uh, Williams was the one who got Tredavious White. Uh, but against Jacksonville, I think you know you might see Williams have a good game. I've seen people are concerned about him. But he's had two tough matchups. Uh, against top corners in his first two weeks. Uh, won't have that problem here against Jacksonville. And uh, the Miami backfield is an absolute nightmare. If you're going to use anyone, it's Miles Gaskin. Uh, he's got 10 receptions the first two weeks. Uh, but And Gusecki, who they've split out wide a lot. He's not really playing the tight end position. Uh, he's been used in the slot out at wide receiver. Uh, so I, I think this is actually going to be a fun game. You know, last week was the same thing. Everyone's like, oh, Cleveland, Cincinnati. And that turned out to be a fun game with a lot of offense. I don't think it's going to be as explosive this week, but I actually am interested to watch these two teams play. And I think Miami wins this game. Oh, really? Miami comes in and wins this one. Very interesting. Very interesting. Huh. All right. Yeah. All right. So uh, they just win it outright. So take Miami, take the points. Yeah. I, I Everyone's on Jacksonville now. Like all of a sudden, like everyone hated Jacksonville for oh, They're terrible. They're tanking. They go one and one and almost come back against Tennessee. Oh, Jacksonville's not going to lose at home against Miami. <laughs> I mean, in Miami, Miami played pretty well against Buffalo last week. You yeah, know, they, they came did. back. They, they didn't give up. They moved the football. And, you know, Buffalo's got a pretty good defense, and Miami hung in there. I know week one, uh, they were terrible. Wait, who? Oh, no, they played New England. They weren't. Yeah, they weren't great. Yeah, they, but, were, they were bad. Yeah. So, no, I think uh, I think Miami wins this game. All right. Uh, any thoughts on the over-under at 48? Uh, no, nah, I'm not sure about that one. I think it's going to be that, – that's going to be close. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, – it's looking that way. It is. It's two teams, though. I mean, listen, I was surprised how many points Miami put up on Buffalo, right? That was, yeah. that was, that was surprising. So I think that, you know, the, you know we might be uh, overreacting a little bit to, uh, to, to seeing that happen um, and then overreacting a little bit to, uh, to Jacksonville. I mean, you know, we did see a lot, of, uh, a lot of points scored last week, and you can see that's obviously reflected in the uh, – in the in the totals, I mean, when was the last time you saw a, a line? Oh, look at that! The uh, the Lions Cardinals moved up to fifty five. Dallas oh, Dallas Seattle's at fifty five and a half. Green Bay yeah. the Saints is fifty two and a half, and Chiefs Ravens is fifty three and a half. They've adjusted because a lot of the overs hit last week, and there were a lot of points. Yeah, so I think they finally adjusted to it. Yeah, it makes me want to take the under. Ooh. Yeah, I'll lean on the under in this one here, but uh, but I'll side with you, Adam, on uh, on taking Miami and taking the points. There you go. And if you wanted to take Miami outright, the money line's at plus one thirty-eight. It's not killer, but that just shows you also how close the you know Vegas thinks this game is going to be. It should be. I mean, I don't think these teams are that far apart. No, I don't think they're that far apart either. No doubt about it. All right. Well, 
There you go. A little quickie today, right? Some fab frustration, some fab craziness, uh, a little Thursday night action. Uh, you guys can check out uh, my full write-up for uh, if you're playing showdown slates for DFS. Uh, I've got a write-up over at fantasyalarm.com. You can check that out. Uh, see who's uh, who's who's worthwhile playing here. You got Adam's picks for fantasy. You got our picks here for uh, for wagering. That should keep you covered at least until uh, tomorrow when we uh, return with uh, our picks for all of Sunday and Monday's action. That's going to do it for us here at Anti Up. For Adam Ronas, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.